0: talking about the highway vision for the last few Sundays it's been exciting and we're just talking about it we're praying it out we don't have all the that we don't have a detailed plan of how it's going to happen I was encouraged I was listening to uh Scott Webb thank you Jennifer sent me a message from from brother Scott Webb who will be here in February right here at highway February 2022 I was hoping to get him here sooner but just the schedules didn't work out so he will be here in February of 2022. So uh, we've got Mary Frances Varallo next Sunday, right here. Sunday at 10 a.m. and Sunday night at 7 p.m. next Sunday. It's going to be awesome. What is this? Uh, this is August, and then uh, we've got Generation Summon coming up in October. We've got Joseph Morris in November. You're going to love Joe Morris. Powerful. So we've got some great things coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, I know what I'm saying. So I heard Scott Webb was sharing this message about faith. And he's saying when you'll just take God at his word, he was talking about that's what great faith is. All you need to know is God said it. I don't need people saying, you can do it, you can do it. Just God said it, I'm going to do it. Right? And he said that kind of faith enables you to pioneer and go places where others wouldn't go. And he said, and, you know, I used to think people would ask me, because like, he has a, you know, a, a great ministry. He's known around the world. And, and he, people say, well, how did you build all of this? And he'll say, I don't know. <laughs> and he'll say, you know, sometimes I, I think, boy, I should have put all this together in manuals and binders and, and hold conferences, he said. But, you know, I just listen to what the Lord directs me to do, and I do that. And over time, amazing things begin to assemble and form. And he heard Joyce Meyer say the same thing, and that really encouraged him. Uh, two books by her that I highly recommend—I don't even remember knowing this one is called *If Not for the Grace of God*, and that's probably from the early 2000s. I don't *If Not for the Grace of God*. That book and *Destined to Reign* by Joseph Prince are two of the best books on grace I've ever read, um, and also *The Battlefield of the Mind*. It's a classic now that she wrote, but but she has uh, quite an international ministry. And people ask her the same thing. How did you build all this? She says, I don't know. (laughs) But there's a lot of wisdom in that. In other words, I didn't set out to build all this. My goal is to know him and to walk with him. As he directs me to do things, I do those. And things get built that way, okay? So we're sharing with you a vision. We don't have it all laid out. We don't have a definite timeline. We don't have all the details. But I felt it was time to get it out to the whole family. And that's why we're doing it. Okay? Sure. Because things will go off in you and, and we're praying together and we're, we're starting to see the whole United States like we've never seen it before. Hallelujah. It's exciting. We're expanding. And God's doing it. And we're just going to watch him do this. Okay? Okay? So uh, if you could put up that first screenshot of the website there. So we began by sharing. This is our homepage of our website. Uh, it's a little blurry there, but uh, it's a screenshot. Um, but if you go to our highwaychurch.us, that's our homepage, and it says, Get on the Highway. A highway is a structure. That's what it says down here that enables us to go from where we are to where we want to be. In life, Jesus is that highway, Okay. And then if you just, next one, you scroll up a little bit, you'll see our purpose, right? It says, we exist to help people enjoy a real relationship with the real Jesus. Pretty simple, right? Who he is, what he's done for us, and who we are in him. That's all we're doing. It's really simple, right? The real, I I put the words real in there. Because we're not interested in going through the motions of religious tradition. It's a dead end. Gives you lots of stuff to do, but you really don't get anywhere. It has the appearance of godliness, but there's no power in it. We need the real Holy Spirit, the real Jesus, a real relationship with him. All right? Hallelujah. So that, we begin by sharing uh, our our purpose. And then next uh, About Us page, if you go to the About Us page, we actually quoted Jesus on our About Us page. So I'll read that little white font to you. It says, at Highway Church, we realized Jesus did not come to establish a religion, but to bring us into a relationship with the one who made us. Huge difference. Okay? Now, underneath, we, have, we, we quoted Jesus. It says, I came that they might have and enjoy life. You can quote me on that. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows more and better life than they ever dreamed of Jesus. See, that's a scripture. The Greek is so powerful. It's so overflowing. You read multiple translations like, can we put this in English? We'll try. But it's very powerful. Then we have our vision under here. It says we see a vibrant, growing church where people are experiencing God and moving forward in his destiny for their lives. Growing, experiencing, and moving. So that's what we started out sharing those things. So, highway vision, and then we got into highway commitment the last two Sundays. Man, it was so rich. I really encourage you to really listen to last Sunday's message and the Sunday before. There's so much in there, and we don't have time to go back and review, but we, we are a people of total commitment. Yes. We have uh, forsaken all we have to follow Christ. That's who the Highway Family is. We've forsaken all that we have to follow Christ. You know, when we, uh, the Lord put on our heart to start this new work, uh, there were some challenging things going on in our lives, and we stepped out uh, on what the Lord told us to do. Again, I did not have any other type of job. I was, we were believing God for our income. We already had fixed expenses. We uh, had our home and our land and our family and all the stuff that goes with that, and we're just believing God to meet our needs. Um, and we began a new work in February in New England, And just to be in the feeder we were in for five hours was $500 a week every Sunday. We had to pay $500 just to be in that place. But uh, why was I sharing that with you? Um, Oh, forsaking all that we have. You know, that first year, we used everything we had in the bank. Everything we had in the bank, we used it to do what God called us to do. Just being real with you. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever shared that with you guys before or not. Everything we had, now now you're you're believing God for your income and your needs to be met and you're using everything you have in the bank. You better know you heard from God, right? Right? Because you have needs, your wife has needs, your children have needs, right? But boy, has God been faithful. He, He brought that back to us and a whole lot more. A whole lot more. Yes. But we are a people. You've got to understand about this family you're in. We've forsaken all. We're following him with everything we've got. He's all we're living for. That's That's the family you're a part of. If you don't know that, you're not going to understand us. All right? Total commitment kind of rubs people the wrong way who may not be committed. All right? They might kind they of, don't, they don't like the feeling of total commitment because they haven't gone there yet. But I'm telling you, it's where life begins. Yes, sir. It's where and I remember the times, you know, at night or challenging and we're, we're getting this thing started and, and the, the enemy just bombarding me with fear and like, what are you doing? You've got a family and you all the, I mean, how you, I look, at, you're acting like a fool. You're starting it, you're doing a what? You don't have any, you know, you just thought after thought after thought, and I just begin to worship God in my closet. Father, thank you, Lord. We are following you. Thank you, Lord. You've spoken, and we're acting on it. That's all you need to know is what He said, but you do need to act on that. What He says will be of no benefit to you if you don't act on it. God's word is not magic. It's much more powerful. (laughs) It's truth. And truth only uh, permeates your life when you apply it, when you practice it, and when you act on it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he got up. He acted on the word he heard. He didn't say, well, I've been crippled since my mother's womb. No, he acted on the word. See, we've got to exalt the word of God. To the place where we know He said it, that's all I need to know, and we begin to act on it. So, highway commitment's a big deal here. It's total commitment. We've forsaken all to follow Him, and we know it's worth it. Because there is no rewarder, there's no one who will pay you back like God will. Because He doesn't just give you back what you've lost, He gives you back multiple times what you've lost. Multiple times. That's how he operates. And he's doing that now. Multiple times what's been lost. It's happening now. It's happening now. So at Highway, our treasure is intimacy with Jesus. That's what we treasure. You'll be criticized for it, uh, but that's what we treasure. Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is there will your heart be also. Now, there was a president back in the 90s, I think it was, that quoted that scripture wrong. He said, for where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. I don't think he knew God. To this day, I don't think he does. But he was just trying to throw a Bible verse in there to make it look good, you know. But that's not right. Where your heart is, your treasure's not there. Where your treasure is, your heart follows. What does that mean? Your will, what you choose to value as important, you will follow after that. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad, right? Our tongue is the rudder of our life, but our will, right, determines what comes out of our mouth, what we choose to say and believe. Our will does that, right? So if we, if you choose, uh, if you know, a successful career is your treasure, you will follow after that. If achieving a certain um, level of status is your treasure, you're going to follow after that. If the approval of man is your treasure, you're going to follow after that. If knowing Christ is your treasure, you will follow after him. At Highway, that's our treasure. And that's not going to change. All right? Lump it or leave it, right? <laughs> so we know at highway that our lives are not our own, that we've been bought with a price. So we seek the Lord and, and enjoy intimacy with Him, and say intimacy with Him, and say, Lord, what do you want me to do today with my time, my talents, my resources? You show me. And and more often than not, it's things we're maybe already doing. But he just wants to cultivate a deeper understanding of them or a deeper working with him in those things and take the things that we may have been doing for many years and expand them and take them deeper and higher and wider and greater than they've ever been before. Hallelujah. So this total commitment is huge. It brings focus into our lives. It, uh, it fosters this sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And we are a people, Highway Family. We're led by the Spirit of God. That's how we live. We don't live by the media and the news stories and variants and all that other stuff. That's not what we live by. We live by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. That's our primary source of information. And I'm telling you, I would cultivate that starting today if I were you. <laughs> starting today, because the devil's not done. That's right. He's not done. No, he's not. So uh, intimacy, these things we're sharing, we're sharing them for this Highway family, but man, they are vital to everyday life. Right. This is when you become strong. Hallelujah and when you know the voice of God in your life when you know that the holy spirit is bearing witness with your spirit that you are to do this and to do that or to change this and change that hallelujah but anyway you can get go back and listen to those powerful stuff let's move into highway expansion so we talked about highway vision highway commitment highway expansion okay we said at the beginning there'll be three parts to this message this is the third part highway expansion to live a life led by the Holy Spirit is to live a life of expansion That's right. to live a life of total commitment to Christ to knowing him is to live a life of expansion you can't walk with God and stay small That's right. That's right. you can't walk with God and not change Let me give you some uh, definitions or synonyms of the word expansion. Holy Spirit, thank you for this time together. Thank you that we're totally free. We're totally free to follow you. You've set us free to run with you. You've brought us into a large place. A place that's wide open, full of of your rich provision and your spirit. Thank you, Father, for leading us forward into the fullness of your plan for us as a corporate body and us individually in our families. Thank you, Lord, for quickening us with this word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Expansion. Grow. Become and make larger. Become And make bigger. Increase in size and scope. Extend. Augment. As a musician, I like that word augment because augmented chords are really pretty. They take a chord and they stretch it. And when you hear an augmented chord, when you know that sound, you know it's leading you somewhere. It leads you to the next chord because an augmented chord points you to a destination. God is augmenting us, He's broadening us, He's widening us, He's developing us. He's diversifying us. He's multiplying us. He's adding to us. He's building us up. He's scaling up. We're branching out. We're broadening our horizons. He's extending our operations. We're spreading, proliferating, mushrooming. Highway extension. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, let's put that up there, verse 16. You may as well just get used to growing because that's who your father is. He has no beginning, he has no end. His his power is always 100%. It never diminishes, his lights never flicker. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 we'll restart in the Passion Translation. It says, but the moment, the moment, one turns to the Lord with an open heart. Boy, that's key. We don't come to God thinking we know it all, trying to validate our religious tradition. We come to God saying, show me who you are. I know nothing. You know everything. Teach me. But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. So an open heart is essential to 2020 vision in walking with God. If your heart's not open, you're not going to see Him clearly in your life. That's why Proverbs 4 says, above all else, guard. Your heart, for from it flow the springs of life. It begins in verse 20 it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear. This is Proverbs 4 20 through 23. Incline your ear to my sayings. So we're looking at his word, we're listening to his word. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and the cure to their whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for from it flow the springs of life. So our heart is really important to us. We guard this heart. So if I happen to be watching something on TV or online and something dark comes onto the screen, I don't let it in. Not coming in my thinking. I'm not going to meditate on that. Why? I'm guarding my heart because I want to see God clearly in my life. And I can't see God clearly if I'm going to allow darkness into my thinking and my heart. I can't meditate on perverted things and expect to see God clearly. Right? I've got to keep my eyes on his word. Keep my ears in the hearing of his word. That's why every message we have is freely available to you through our website. You can listen to it all you want. So an open heart is essential to to seeing him. Verse 27, now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Wow. Every week I'm just amazed at how much he loves you and me. I mean, I just, God, you're so good. Yes, yes, yes. The Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Did you know the Holy Spirit is the Lord? That he's just as much God as Jesus is. Just as much God as the Father is. You can't fulfill your destiny without an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. What made you think you could? I've heard some say, well, we don't need the Holy Spirit now because we have the written Bible. You can't understand this book without the Holy Spirit. Just talking with my brother the other day, Roland, someone I was just reading a scripture, and you know, it's, like, it's like I've never read that verse before, but maybe I read it a hundred times. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit. It's the author of the book, illuminating it to your heart. Hallelujah. Now the Lord, I'm referring, to, Father, we thank you. This highway family has an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, and we're not ashamed of it. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for your spirit reigning in this place.. That's right. That's right. Do you talk about the Holy Spirit? Do you talk to him and about him in your life? If you have a a roommate or if you're married, you have a family, do you talk with your family about the Holy Spirit? When he becomes real to you, you'll talk about him. He's the Lord. And wherever he is Lord, is that still up there? Yeah. Who? The Holy Spirit Wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. That's right. That's right. Wow. Because of all the things I've walked through, I'm determined as a leader not to try and manipulate and control people. That's right. And boy, have I seen that done. We want the Holy Spirit to lead each of us. I'm not interested in telling you what I think you should do. Or trying to make you fit into what I think you should do. That's why our our visions say say we, we see a vibrant, growing church where people are experiencing God in their daily lives. That's what I want for you. You're a different person than I am. You're not going to live life like I do, and I don't expect that. That would be silly. Right. You're unique. You're the only you God ever made. He's going to lead you to do things that I can't do, that I wouldn't know how to do, that aren't in me. There are things in me that just burn that I've got to do, but they're not in everybody. Right? right? We, we, we we frustrate others when we try and make them do what we think they should do. But where the spirit, the Holy Spirit is Lord there's freedom free to be you you're free to be you hallelujah my whole life changed and I realized because of the Holy Spirit I'm free to be me I don't have to be any other kind of pastor but but the one God made me to be so that's what we're doing Verse 18, we're still in 2 Corinthians 3, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. So when you look in the mirror in the morning, talk to the person you see and say, you're full of the Holy Spirit. You're the offspring of God. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. You're dead to sin, alive to God in Christ Jesus. Do you talk to the person in the mirror? You should. In fact, you should talk to that person more than you talk to any other person. Because that person's listening. You have a captive audience when you're looking in the mirror, right? You can't ignore yourself, right? Look at me. Look at me. When I'm talking. (laughs) But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is a mirror, isn't it? Right? Shows us who we are in Christ. We are being transformed into the same image, look at this, from glory to glory. That's ever-increasing. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's read that in the Passion Translation. Verse 18. We can all draw close to Him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil removed. We all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. (sighs) See, you need to think of yourself like that when you're out running errands, right? And you go into bed, bath, and beyond. Think of the glory of Christ radiating from you. I'm serious. Cultivate this, this consciousness of the glory of God in you. The glory of God is in you. When you're at work, the glory of God is in you. Yes. When you're, when you're, wherever you're working, you're working in the kitchen, you're laying floors, you're installing windows, whatever you're doing, the glory of God is in you. You work in a hospital, the glory of God is in you. You don't have to say anything to anybody. You're talking to yourself. Cultivate the awareness of God's glory in you. The glory of God is in me. The glory of Christ himself is radiating from us. Hallelujah. This is who we are. The glory, I don't have to go around and say, the glory of God's radiating from me. No. This is something I cultivate internally. And people will know it. And you'll be, you watch, you just cultivate this internal awareness and somewhere along the line, someone's gonna ask you something someone's gonna say would you pray for me or someone's gonna say I just I felt like I should talk to you about this I don't know why why because they don't understand it all they're just there's their spirits recognizing the presence of the Lord in you the presence of the Lord is in you the presence of the Lord is in you his name is Holy Spirit and he's in you. God's Spirit is in you. The glory of the Lord is in you. The presence of the Lord is in you. It's time for you to walk through your day knowing this and being aware of this and cultivating your consciousness of this. The glory of God is in me. Well, what if you make a big mistake? The glory of God's still in you. I love how God will divert attention from my mistakes. To victory, and it's as if those mistakes never happened. I say, like, God, you're so gracious. Thank you, Lord God. That's what the glory of the Lord does. It turns you from your mistakes to the victories given you in Christ. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. Woo! And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. Man, I like that. Come on, see yourself brightly reflecting His glory. We are being transfigured into His very image. Woo! Now what does that mean? That I have a a beard and sandals and and a seamless garment on like we see in the movie it's not the kind of image it's talking about it's talking about his nature his love his joy his peace his power his strength his wisdom his storm-stopping words in us transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. We're talking about expansion. This is what God is doing in us and with this highway family. We're moving from one brighter level of glory to another brighter level. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is Now, I don't want to shock you, but Jesus is not in the earth today. We say he is, but really we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? Where is Jesus today? Seated at the right hand of the Father, right? Yes, he's in our midst, but he's in our midst in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever made this connection before? The Lord is the Holy Spirit? That's good. Isn't that good? from the Lord who is the Spirit this is the age of the Holy Spirit Jesus said it will be better for you if I go away so that he can come don't long to be back in Galilee with Jesus we are in the best place we could ever be we've got the Spirit of God inside of us Christ is risen from the dead When you're reading the Bible, always keep in mind the context of where you're reading. Was it before the resurrection and the Holy Spirit descended, or was it after? After is us. Before is not us. The book of Acts is being written today. It's an ongoing book. Hallelujah, and you're the star of it, because the glory of the Lord's in you. You're one of the main characters in this script. Hallelujah. Do you believe you're important? Are you sure you're important? I mean really important to God. You're the only one there will ever be. You're the only you that God ever made. I don't know how much more important you can get. The value of something is often determined by how rare it is. Right? Right? I mean, if there's 100,000 of these paintings, well, the value is going to drop. But if there's only three of them that the master ever made, if there's only one of them, you won't be able to get it on Marketplace, I'll tell you that. (laughs) You'll have to go to these exclusive auctions. You'll have to know somebody to even get a bid in on that thing. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. For a master's original. You're a master's original. God doesn't want you to devalue yourself. That's not humility. That's Satan's game. Humility is realizing who you are in Christ. How important you are to him and to the people around you. They need you to take your place. They need you to walk in the spirit. They need you to be free in God. It's your freedom in the Holy Spirit that will help others to be free. Yes, that's right. Not the bondage of religious tradition. Jesus told the religious experts, you know, you travel far and wide to, to make a proselyte, uh, to convert someone to your tradition and you make them twice as much a son of hell as you are. Have you read that in the ministry of Jesus? You read it in the Gospels. That's a pretty powerful statement. Hallelujah. We don't want to to bring people into darkness. We want to bring them into the light of the glory of the Spirit of God. Not religious tradition. Hallelujah. Verse 18 in the NIV says, uh, We are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit wow that's powerful so we know of God that he is unchanging we're talking about expanding right growing increasing ever increasing we're ever increasing people we're ever growing we're ever expanding hallelujah ever increasing but God himself is unchanging He's the only one that never changes because he's perfect, right? He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He has no beginning. That's when I just, huh. You know, I was like, how's that work? He has no beginning. He always is. You go back 10 million years, he is. There's, there's no before him. Wow. He's the only one that can say that. And he's perfect in all his ways. Remember, he's never learned anything, he's never read a book. Before any word of any book was in print, he already knew it. Before any word comes off your tongue, he already knows it. I love thinking about the greatness of God because he is great. There's no word from Adam on that any human being has ever thought or said that he didn't know about beforehand. Isn't that amazing? Anybody watch Loki? The Marvel series Loki? Anybody see that? Well, no one all no one watch Loki? Any Marvel fans in here? Well, anyway, in Loki, he goes... Uh, he gets zapped into this new dimension. And they're timekeepers. And they print out for him everything he's ever said and done. He's a, like, yeah, on whatever, July 3rd, you know, 1992, you said this. That's just make-believe in fiction. But we're talking about God, the maker of heaven and earth. He's unchanging. So to be in a relationship with the one who is unchanging, guess who changes? We do, right? Of course, right? The changeable always gives way to the unchangeable, right? There's no option, right? Right? You slap some cool whip up against a rock, guess what? The rock's not going anywhere, Right? God is the rock of ages. So we are changing regularly because we're in a vibrant, hot, fiery, passionate relationship with the unchanging one. Are you in a hot relationship with Jesus? I'm talking about hot, passionate, where you break a sweat to praise him. Hmm. So Jesus modeled this life to us as the Son of Man. We'll look at that, and I think that's going to be maybe all we have time for today. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Let's look at Jesus as the Son of Man. Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man over and over and over And over and over again. Why is that? Because he emptied himself of his glory, Philippians tells us. The Holy Spirit through Paul writes. And he came to earth as a man conceived in the womb of a virgin as a baby boy. Figure that one out. God did it. He's God. Right? Now, before we read this. We're going to be looking at Jesus at the age of 12. Luke is the only one that gives us this account. Luke was into the details, man. You read his gospel. He's got details in there that the other writers don't have. I like that about him. So we're reading the boy Jesus, the son of man Jesus, that laid down his glory and came to earth as a baby Jesus. See, you understand, Jesus fulfilled multiple roles. Yes, he's always God. He's the Alpha and the Omega, but he was also the Son of Man when he came to earth. He walked on the earth as a human being. Yes, he was always God. He was all God and all man. I'm amazed at the theological debates over this. Just just take Jesus at his word and stop arguing. I know sometimes our mind can't grasp the amazingness of God, but he didn't call us to figure everything out. He just said, believe. That's what most of theology is. It's not a study of God, as the name would suggest. It's an arguing over man's ideas. That's a waste of time. We we want God, and you you experience him by just taking him at his word. You're never going to figure him out. Are you kidding? Right? He, 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 every cell in your body is cataloged. Try and count that one. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the boy Jesus. Luke chapter 2 verse 46. He says, Now so it was that after three days they found him. This is the boy Jesus. They were his parents and family. In the temple. He's cultivating this lifestyle of glory to glory. I want you to see this. As the son of man, he was our example. As the lamb of God, he was our substitute. Don't mix them up. You can't do what he did as the lamb of God. You are to do what he did as the son of man. All right? Understand the difference. Okay, as the son of man, he was our example. As the lamb of God, he was our substitute. Don't confuse the two. So, as you're reading through the scriptures, if it's something he's doing as the Lamb of God, no one else could do it. That's, right. That's something only he could do because he was the Lamb of God. If he's doing it as the Son of Man, he is setting the example for us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Be, okay? So here he is, 12 year old, cultivating this ever increasing glory. And where is he? In church. Yeah. Got to be there. Not an option. I can't skip it. I've got to go from glory to glory. See, people who skip church don't understand how vital this is to your destiny. They don't understand. They've gotten offended or they think they have better things to do, but they don't. Now, I know we go on vacation, we have work and different things, but I'm talking about an internal realization that I need to be a part of this. Jesus was our model in that. He was in the temple. He was sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. This is the Son of Man. We have that up there? Good. This is a model for us. We come to the temple. We listen. We ask questions. We're going from glory to glory. We're not going to skip. Verse 47, and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Because he was cultivating this, the knowledge of the scriptures in his own life. He was praying. He was studying the scriptures. This is the son of man now. Hallelujah. Verse 48, and when they saw him, that being his parents, they were amazed and his mother scolds him. <laughs> She says unto him, Son, why have you thus dealt with us? You're in trouble, boy, right? Behold, your father and I have sought you sorrowing. Wow. So they left, little backstory, right? They came to Jerusalem for the Passover, and they came with their family and friends, a large group of people, and all of their things, and they left. And they got out there and realized that Jesus wasn't with them a few days later, right? And they didn't know where to look for him. Why didn't they know he was in the temple? Maybe it wasn't a priority to them. Maybe they hadn't gotten to that place yet in their own heart, right? That should have been the first place they checked. They would have saved themselves all the sorrowing. See, if you'll plug into what's happening in the temple, boy, you'll save yourself so much sorrow. Yeah. Woo! So much sorrow. Just plug in, just do it. Hallelujah. And he said to them, Now listen to Jesus, how is it that you sought me or looked for me? Right? And this is King James. says, wished you not or did you not know that I must be about my father's business? He's our example here. Total commitment in the temple. Listening, learning, growing, right? I must be. I've made a total commitment to the father. Wow. And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. He was a good son, right? But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. She's learning, isn't she? She's seeing this. (sighs) What's going on here? What is God doing in this young boy? And Jesus, verse 52, I want you to see this. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Now, wait a minute. I thought God never changed. Would you agree that God never changes? We're not talking about God here. We're talking about the Son of Man. We're talking about our example. Are you following me? I I know Jesus is God. I got you. But he is, in this context, he is setting an example for you and me. At age 12, by the way, Age 12. Listen, young people, here in the warehouse and online, worship God with your money. If you've got a job, bring unto God your tithes and your offerings. Worship God on your job. Whatever it is that you're doing, if you're you're working at Marshall's, worship God. Now, I'm not talking about standing in the middle of the store and jumping up and down. I'm talking about internally (laughs) trusting Him and cultivating the awareness of his glory in you. Okay, not being uh, obnoxious or getting kicked out of the store because you're shouting in the middle of the store. All right? This is for young people. This is 12 years old. Young people. Young people. Jesus is for young people. It's time for you to know him, 12-year-old. 13-year-old, 15-year-old, 17-year-old, 21-year-old. It's time for you to know him. So he increased in wisdom. So there he was. He's cultivating. How does this ever-increasing glory lifestyle, what's it look like? We're plugged in. We come to church regularly. We're listening to the Word. When we leave, we're meditating on the Word. We're in the Word during the week. We're worshiping God during the week. We're listening to messages during the week. And and, And we're growing and increasing in favor with God and man. That's the model. That model will not change. That's the model. So if you're looking for another way, this is it. Okay, Jesus set this model for us. And I don't think we have time to get into it. I always hope we did. But this is the model. Okay? Sometimes we're looking for something new, but the victory that we're seeking is right under our nose. It's not in doing something different. It's in trusting God in what we're currently doing. Oh. just a good old word and a fiery preacher and a fiery church and a fiery spirit. That's all you need for ever increasing glory. Father, thank you for this time together. You're a consuming fire. And we worship you. Your word is like a hammer which shatters a rock. And we give you right away in our lives to remove things that are uh, not of you, to break the shell of hardened hearts. We give you our heart. Lord, give us a soft, pliable, responsive heart to you. You're our God. You're the one who made us and we realize that we're a master's original. Hallelujah. Father, as this church expands and grows and as you're showing us about planning a new work in Nashville and, and ultimately uh, on the West Coast as well, Father, we don't know how to do that. We're just going to follow you. And we believe that each place, here Highway New England, Highway Nashville, and eventually Highway LA, that will be, there will be a flow from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, back and forth, a flow of the glory of God that will impact this nation. Lord, I pray that you strengthen this highway family, this highway New England family, that Lord, our hearts will be knit together with you, that we'd be responsive to what needs to be done here, to our role here, that we would take our place and be be stable and steady, And we thank you, Father, for your will done with this highway family just as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is what He's done for you and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.